Are you ready, kids? Hi, I'm Chris O'Donnell. And I'm Lenny Testa. And this is Bikini Bottom Bystanders, a SpongeBob SquarePants rewatch podcast. We've got the inside scoop on everybody's favorite talking sea sponge. Including what was going on behind the scenes. This is Bikini Bottom Bystanders. Today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 4B, Idiot Box. Oh yeah! Which had an original air date on in the United States of March 1st, 2002. This episode was written by Paul Tibbet, Kent Osborne, and Meriwether Williams. Lenny, what's the plot synopsis for this episode? So Spongebob and Patrick use their imaginations to play inside of a cardboard box, much to Squidward's chagrin. So... Early on in this episode, I didn't realize that this was the episode where there was the iconic meme of Patrick looking through the the glasses of water as his glasses. Yeah, of course. I was watching. I was like, oh, my God, that's this episode. They did such a good job in the early seasons of incorporating these random real life uh, snippets into their animation. And it really just brought it to life. (laughs) Seriously, it did. Like, it just brings a whole new, like, level to it. So from there, Patrick and SpongeBob are out waiting at the mailbox for a package to be delivered. And I just got to say, the physics of this box are so funny to me. So (laughs) it's just like, you know, a normal sized cardboard box that gets delivered. Yeah. And then they pull out this enormous flat screen TV out of it. Well, it wasn't even flat screen. It was like jumbo screen from like the early 2000s. Right, it was... So that thing was like a giant like cube. That definitely weighed upwards of two tons, Yeah, that TV. Like the strength of SpongeBob and Patrick to lift it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was just... And then they just yeet it. <laughs> yeah, they just throw it right over into the trash yeah. on top of the tiny little trash can. And then from there, you know, Squidward wants, or not once, but rather just takes their TV. And then the meme that had the stranglehold on the early 2010s mm-hmm. was the imagination. And that happens really early on in this episode and happens throughout. Yeah. So then from there, Squidward takes the the TV from the box inside and... SpongeBob and Patrick are just content to have the um, to have the box it came in. Yeah, that that was that was as a matter of fact, that was just their goal. They didn't even want a TV. They just wanted the box. Yeah. to play in. And I have to say the sound design for this episode of television may be some of the best sound design I've ever heard in TV. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> like the way that they were able to actually make it seem like what SpongeBob and Patrick were describing was happening inside that box mm. was just insane. Like the amount of talent and skill and effort that had to go into that. They made it, yeah, they made it seem as if they were on top of a mountain and an avalanche happened. And let's just talk about that real quick because that gets really, really dark for no reason at all. Right. So <laughs> I have things get dark quickly written down on my notes patrick begs spongebob to saw off his legs because they're frozen from the avalanche 
Yeah. But then SpongeBob responds. No, Patrick, I can't do that. Why not? Because I already cut off my own arms. Which, how did he saw off the second arm? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> well, I mean, based on um, the last episode we talked about, Graveyard Shift, the physics of SpongeBob's arms are unbound. Like, he can do pretty much anything with that his arms. That is true. It, mu- it must have just been because it was, like, the cold weather. He couldn't do it as fast, so... He just he just did not have his arms. At least that's what I think. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. But before that, when they first start playing in the box, Patrick is just going wild in that box, like with the with the mountain climbing, and he's letting out these quotes saying, "I'll take it easy when I'm dead." <laughs> he says "excelsior," which is that was like Stan Lee's famous catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And then the one that really took me off guard was when he says. I am the Lizard King. The only other time I heard that was in like season eight of The Office, which I know comes way after. Like, I I have a feeling that that's just a reference to like a really old movie or something where like someone's just going crazy with power or something. I mean, it it must be. Also, he says another thing. Uh, He says, I'm shaking hands with Neptune is essentially God. So he's saying, I'm shaking hands with God right now. Like that just that just shows the level of power he yeah, thought he had. Not the level, of power, but just like you know, like that he thought he was invincible and whatnot. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Squidward is trying to tune out the voices of SpongeBob and Patrick by watching the new TV that he has just acquired this episode but every channel he turns to it's something box related now i have a question for you do you think it was really box related or was that just in squidward's mind no i absolutely think it was in squidward's mind and here's why i think that this highlights how squidward really is his own worst enemy like if you really think about it every problem in his life it's because he's comparing himself on a scale and judging himself so much. Why can't I have all this fun? Like, I can imagine stuff. And if it's not that, it's like, how come I can't be like Squilliam Fancy Son and have all this money and stuff? I'm a talented musician. I'm a talented artist. But he's putting so much pressure on himself that ultimately he fails. And he's always he always has these shortcomings. And he never truly succeeds so it's night spongebob and patrick have left the box and then squidward goes in there for himself and then at first he thinks he's actually able to use his imagination and drive the race car when in reality it's just the trash truck picking up the box but in those few moments where he thought he was actually using his imagination, it was really nice to see Squidward happy. No, yeah, definitely. But, you know, ultimately. <laughs> so, yeah, ultimately, it was just the box being driven to the junkyard. And then it just gets thrown on top of the piles and Squidward comes flying out of the box. And then he lands face first in a like a purple pie filling. Which was, uh, the pie was a reference to the season two episode, Dying for Pie. It's like, it's the same exact pie from oh, that wow. episode. Finally, so it ends with Squidward in the junkyard. 
And then it cuts to the next morning where SpongeBob and Patrick walk outside and are like, hey, where's our box? Where's Squidward? And Patrick says, oh, I hope he's not too down in the dumps. <laughs> and then the episode just ends. And then there's that drum sound effect. Yeah. That's like... <laughs> I thought it was a really <laughs> abrupt ending to the episode. It, it kind of was, yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, yeah. Okay, that's it. <laughs> it's over. Overall, what did you think of the plot of this episode? I thought it was a very solid plot. Here's another interpretation that, you know, could be argued and made. What if SpongeBob and Patrick, like, they weren't actually making all those sounds? All of that was also in Squidward's head. I didn't think about that. So maybe Squidward's the one with the wild imagination. But he just didn't know it. He just didn't know it. Wow. That's really good. I I love that theory so much. <laughs> All right, French narrator, could you please take it away? It's time for behind-the-scenes content. Lenny, did you know that the season two premiere of Fairly Odd Parents happened just 30 minutes after the episode Idiot Box aired? What? Who knew March 2nd was such a big day in Nickelodeon history? Boy, not me. All right, that's going to do it here for this edition of Bikini Bottom Bystanders. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you all next time. Bikini Bottom Bystanders is hosted by Lenny Testa and me, Chris O'Donnell. It is also produced and edited by me, Chris O'Donnell, here at Stupid Town Studios. For any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach us here at the podcast by emailing Bikini bottom bystanders at gmail.com. That's all one word. You can also find us at our website, bikini bottom forward slash website. The music used throughout Bikini Bottom Bystanders is Malokai Nwai, Marching in Honolulu, and Dancing the Hulu by the Hiram Olsen Group and Kaylee Wahimana. Additionally, we use Hawaiian Link by Richard Myhill. All SpongeBob episode clips heard throughout are owned by Nickelodeon. Finally, here is a teaser for the episode we will be discussing next time. The Quickster! With the uncanny ability to run really quick! Wanna see me run to that mountain and back? You wanna see me do it again?